Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. When you think of Vegas, you think of showgirls. The two go together. But how do you become a showgirl? Well, we're going to tell you how. And we have a lot of fun with a couple of great people that run Showgirl Boot Camp. With us today is Miss Get and her co-owner, friend, Stacy Law Blind. They're instructors, choreographers, and so forth. Well, Stacy, first of all, I know you talk about becoming a, a showgirl. It's not just a matter of somebody's tall and they're pretty and they throw on some feathers. There's a lot more to it, right? There's a lot more to it, yes. And it depends on, you know, are you talking about someone that's coming out of dance school and wants to live their dream of being a dancer slash showgirl in Las Vegas? Um, you know, that there's a lot to that. And when a lot of dancers and performers get here right from their hometowns, there's a lot more for them to learn once they arrive. Well, I missed them yet. When, when you have people come in and so forth, are they kind of surprised that there's there's so much more to it than what they see? I, I think a lot of people just think it's somebody to look pretty in the background, and that always is part of it, but it's far from being uh, the only thing involved. Well, exactly. When they come in, they just think, oh, this is going to be fun. We're going to put on makeup, and we're going to put on pretty costumes. And they they begin they begin realizing that it's not, you know, just a, a fluff type of experience when they actually get a lesson in makeup. And Stacy is an, an amazing instructor that teaches each person within the time allotment how to emphasize not only the makeup, but the structure of your face. She gives you a, a lesson in anatomy the whole time she's also showing you how to apply the makeup and why. So it becomes informative as well as fun because we're drinking champagne the whole time we're doing it, which makes it fun. And then, of course, they look at the pretty costumes and until they get one on their head and they go, wow, this isn't <laughs> what I expected at all. This is a lot different than I imagined. And But the transition happens immediately when they take their their photo and then they own it and then they just want to be it and that's what makes it joyful for both of us right well that makes a lot of sense now you guys have been doing this for a little while you've been in vegas for a while and have done some great shows i mean i was looking at some of the list of these you know, there's some hotels that are no longer around but when you hear things <laughs> like the Landmark hotel <laughs> casino de We've paris i'm glad you brought that up when you watch those places be imploded and you've spent time in there is there sort of a, a little bit of like saying goodbye to a friend there's not a little bit. It's a lot of bit. Like, I honestly am emotionally affected by the the memory of those hotels when I drive by them. I still have a hard time when I drive by where the Stardust used to be. Yeah. And it really it really does choke me up a little bit. So, um, yeah, I, I really do miss the old days, and I miss mm-hmm. the old vibe, and I miss the old 
you know, like I said, my first show was at the Landmark, and it was, you know, just such a joy to wake up, and we lived in the hotel there, and uh, it was such a joy to wake up in the middle of the casino and go to the pool and get to know all the people that worked there, go on the stage to rehearse. I mean, it's just, it's a different lifestyle that most people never get a chance to to um, experience. Really a lot of glamour, right? I mean, it really was, because people, you're there, and you're in a special place, and, and really what you were doing is very unique to Vegas. Well, it's unique. It's actually unique to anywhere in the world, because the experience itself, you have to have been in that industry during that time to know that any time you left your room, even though... The, the performers would actually stay there in the hotel. Anytime you left the room, you were on stage. So even though it seems glamorous, it's also a responsibility because you're carrying the brand of the show and the, the look and glamour of a showgirl every time you walk out of the room. So, and at that time, and, and even today, it's considered a privilege more so than a, an actual job a glamorous job but glamour has a big part of the way it looks and um responsibility for the yeah. being able to be in this industry um makes it special well, what you two do is such a cool thing because people hear it and go wow i wish i could experience well actually you offer them the opportunity to do this. You can kind of live right. in the same way that there's fantasy camps for baseball teams and so forth. They're almost kind of right. a fantasy camp, but you learn them from people that it are is. real pros. No, it is. Yeah. It is. It really is. A, it's a bucket list. It's a fantasy camp type thing. And what we've done is we've given them all of the fun stuff, all smack dab in the middle. And then around the edges, we've given them some of the tough parts so that they can experience it and taste it and appreciate like what they were seeing on stage when you're having, you know, those huge headpieces on your head and, you know, think something doesn't fit right and it digs into your ear. And, you know, we got to give them a little bit of pain to understand <laughs> where the beauty comes from. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the whole process. So let's say some girls are going to want to do something special, like you have them for bachelorette parties, which sounds like a great fit or a special event, whatever. They get a hold of you. Kind of run us through the process. What are they going to find out when they get there? How does the day look? So when they show up for boot camp, they come in and they set up. Each girl has their own private makeup station that's set up to look as much as what it would be like backstage as we can pull off. Mm -hmm. And um, they come in, they get everything set up, they get their makeup out, and then they take their before picture, <clears throat> excuse me, which Miss and Get does all the photography and all the, the, the mastery of the, of the photos. And we do the first picture with them with no makeup on. And then they sit down with me and we take, it takes about an hour or as close to that as we can. And we actually devise and design a makeup um, that will fit their face and make their face really pop. And I talk to them about why we do the makeup, um, how, why it's dramatic, um, how far we want them to see out in the audience. And so we'll actually take their face and create this stage design for them. And then when they're done with that, which, I mean, that is really the meat of a lot of what we do is just transforming their face from the neck up. From the neck down, they're wearing showgirl boot camp T-shirts and black leggings. They can wear heels or they can wear tennis shoes, whatever is most comfortable for them and what kind of experience they want to have. Um, if they want to get 
really into it, they can wear, you know, fishnets and heels and all of that. So we customize and really personalize it for each group, depending on how far do they want to take it. Because we can go to all ends. We can do anything that they want. Once they have their makeup on, then Miss Nugget comes back in and we put their headpieces on and the armbands. Um, and then we chokers, take the jokers, all the jewelry, and they that's when they all of a sudden the light bulb goes off and they are excited. And then we take their after picture. Well, I'm thinking, uh, Miss get you know, you're taking these pictures. Do some people want to take them that's so impressed with them? Because you can do this. I mean, whether it's just at, at a local amateur show or maybe something a little more professional in mind, this is an opportunity. There are things that you can actually, well, we still have showgirls, right? Yes, they're still there, but we just don't have what you would say a showgirl show. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few shows that have showgirl numbers in them, but there is no legitimate showgirl show like, uh, you know, Jubilee, Bleedo yeah. into the night like there was before. We're waiting. I'm waiting for someone to come in with deep pockets. One of the things is, is right after the photo is taken and their makeup is perfect and they're feeling it, they're going, yes, I can do this. Look at me. I look like a showgirl. I got the costumes on like a showgirl. And then Stacy takes them out onto the floor. And then it's a matter of walking just walking, you know, and turning, and then actually doing what we would call the very basics. And not something that they do like a trained showgirl, but still they're, they're going through the motions and um, appreciating that even though the experience is, oh, yes, I, I, I've been a showgirl for the day, they would never sit back and go, oh, yeah, that was easy. I can do that any time of the day. They don't. But we do leave them with the idea that you're going to walk more deliberately when you're dressed to impress than you ever will again after yeah. this class. Well, yeah, the yeah. balance we, in that is, is incredible. And exactly. It, you know, it's a, it's a show of class. I wonder, have you two ever, you see all different types, probably from the most clumsy to some that occasionally could have done it in the day, do you see that? Where, wow, that person has potential. If it was like the old days. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we're scouting all the time. We're always, yeah. you know, and if they do have that in them, then we'll all push a little harder to get mm-hmm. them to do a little more extension. But, you know, when I teach them the showgirl posturing and just how to stand, there there's intention in how you stand. And, you know, I can't teach them in a few minutes what it takes people, you know, 10, 15, oh, or a really? lifetime to learn. But I try to give them, you know, the the um, short cycle of all of it. And once I teach them all of that and how to pose, and we have all these little fun gimmick things that we do, um, and then, you know, we get the best version of what we can get out of them at that moment. And then I tell them to have fun and just show me what you've got. And that's when they can take what we've taught them Take what is inside them and cut loose. It's really not about perfection or perfecting the walk of the showgirl. It's about perfecting it. Confidence. Yeah, it's about portraying the confidence and having an idea of how you should step with your foot. Um, things that I'm sure that I do know that they work on later because I'll get videos through <laughs> my emails and say, look what we did. We've got it down pat, you know, because mm-hmm. they're practicing at home. 
you know, both so, of you are I mean, choreographers, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. people must be interested just in, in realizing, probably just in the time they're there, there's a lot of choreography involved, and that is not an easy thing. I mean, unless you've been a professional dancer, it's pretty involved. Yes, but the, the choreography that we're used to actually doing and teaching, this is, this is your basic walk, arms up, arms down. It gives them a sense of um, just a four counts of eight, basically, of what an actual um, performance would be. And, it, and it's, it's simple enough to, to uh, actually do. So we, want, we don't want people to think that it's complicated or hard because it's not. They won't have fun if we make it too hard. Right. So it, it's really, we give them a basic layout, something that they can do. We put on the music and then we just talk them through it and say, okay, girls, here we go. And, and uh, Stacy will get up in front of them and she'll do it in front of them so they don't feel, you know, um, bad. And then we... And then we videotape it so they actually get to see what they look like. And a lot of times it's just the look over your shoulder and come on, girls, look, look like you're on stage. And, and it's just that fantasy. And I, I would imagine what it would be like if I were doing this myself is that you do close your eyes and imagine yourself on stage in front of an audience. And of course, the whole time we're telling them stories about our career and the things that we've done and they just sit there and you know experience the whole lifetime in a matter of two hours and we get to clear some things up too because yeah. a lot of the things yeah. about showgirls have been very skewed yeah. and it's also kind of for miss and get and i the history of what our true showgirl i say slash dancer because Later on, the showgirls were required to be more dancers because they started to combine the girls and right. what line they were in. So um, for myself, I, I was a showgirl, really, only in my very, very last show. But I've done, did all the showgirl work in all the other shows that I did. But as a dancer, you're dancing harder, you're working harder. And, um, you know, as, to be able to be a dancer and a showgirl, it was, I was able to work. Yeah. A lot more. And because it was so complicated for people, I mean, there is a, dis- a very distinctive difference between a showgirl and a dancer. And the only difference primarily was just uh, experience as far as danceability and then having all the right measurements to be a showgirl. And those showgirls, you know, that were just basically designed to walk and, and, and basically show off the costumes. That's why they were called showgirls. They were there to show out the costumes. So they were tall. They were graceful. They were, they were trained dancers, but they could have been a model as well that, that could take direction. But dancers trained, you know, most of their lives to be able to do everything. And it wasn't until the budgets got cut where it wasn't enough money to hire showgirls and dancers. So they had to be both. But and, then, uh, there's and then, no height limitation to somebody that wants to go there, right? If they happen to be short, you can work with them, no, correct? No. No, no if, if you were short and you came to Vegas, you, there were only a few slots. There were pony dancers. Only a few jobs that they hired the shorter, shorter girls. And um, a lot of times those were in the reviews that were in the lounge shows. Um, so, but as a showgirl, you had to be tall. You ha- I mean, I'm, I was five ten, five ten and a half, and yeah. I was sh- on the shorter side. Really? Yeah. But I mean, now if somebody's coming to your, uh, boot camp experience, oh, oh, no, no. you it, can work no, with them, right? Come, 
Oh, we'll work with anybody. So we, this is the fun part. It's like anybody can come. It does not matter what your size is. It does not matter what your age is. It does not matter what your gender is. It, nothing matters. You walk in that door and Miss Singette and I are going to transform you into the most amazing version of a showgirl that we can get. Yes. And that I can guarantee. Wow, they that's never great. leave unhappy. That I can guarantee you that. Yes. We have been challenged. We, we yes. have always come through. We have been challenged and we always We could make you a showgirl, darling. We, we could. And I, I'm going to lay it out like if you're ever in town, like that, it's right there for you. Well, we definitely will come out and see. I don't think I'd, nobody would want to see that, but I'd love to see what you do there. Uh, you know, just a couple more things real quickly. Uh, authentic Feather and Rhinestones. Now, people might scoff at that, but they were special, and apparently what you've got there is not something that maybe, you know, in an amateur show somewhere, you, you, what you're talking about really was uh, something that you could see from an entire theater, and it really is, strikes out of the mind. Right. And, and our costuming for this is really structured for what it can be applied to. If we were to get an actual showgirl costume from a big Jubilee show and put it on one of these people, they couldn't walk in it. Right. It just wouldn't be engineered for them because all the costumes that were designed for those shows were specifically designed for a specific person. It had to be their size. It had to be completely strapped and adhered to them. The backpacks alone were like 30, 30 to 40 pounds. The headdress on top of that, plus you're walking down a flight of stairs and you can't look down because your headdress would fall over. So you're basically carrying anywhere between 60 to 100 pounds on you wow. because of the weight and how you have to walk and in, a, in a high heel shoe on top of that and then make it look good. So the, these costumes were, um, are, are designed to fit anybody that comes in as best as we can. We haven't had anybody that couldn't fit in them. But they are just a whisper of, of the real showgirl costumes. And they're made uh, with lighter materials so yes, that they, it's not made, so hard yeah. on their necks and things like that. Yeah. These, these headdresses um, and, and the arm feathers, of course, the feathers don't uh, actually weigh anything, but... The jewelry that we put them in is, you know, it's modified to have the look without having the weight because the jewelry, that chain jewelry that the girls wear, it's, it's cost prohibited. We couldn't afford to recreate that. It would be impossible. You know, before and after the event, too, they get to shop at your showgirl boot camp store, which sounds like a lot of fun. And if people really enjoy this and they get something out of it that they, they want, to, want to recreate – I guess you've got all the materials there. All they need is right there to get. Right, right. We have a, a really fun selection of things that they can um, get at our it, – it keeps growing every time we, we go in there and go, what about this? <laughs> Add this in there. And, and of course, costume, co costume designs are also custom. I can customize a costume for them if they happen to have a big event coming up. But it's pricey, not cheap. Well, if you want something quality, you have to pay for yeah. it. But let's talk yeah. about, because I think people are hearing this, and of course, we're always looking for fun stuff for people to do in uh, Vegas. And one of the Nothing. things, if you got a group, you can go there. So how does it work? How do they sign up? Because I think a lot of people probably want to go out, and, and how, what's like a minimum amount of people you need and so forth? So right now, it's, and we can do anywhere from 2 to 15 people at one time. 
And we take at, we take reservations for and and basically it doesn't matter if it's two people or fifteen people. We still rent the venue. It's still a private event, and um, they get all of the same. I mean, there's nothing changes. Just the the total people, the amount of people we have to have come and work it. But anywhere from two to fifteen people. Um, and uh, what are the hours? They get to pick their hours. Um, we mostly work during the day around, we'll start around noon or one. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they do the boot camp and their makeup is all done. And it's great for them to go back to the hotel and then go right to dinner because they're already dolled up and everything's beautiful. And, and so we always suggest that they do that so that they don't have to mess their makeup up. And your location? Right now we are at Adorn at the Dell, which is a private wedding venue. Um, and we offer transportation from the Strip Hotel to the venue. But we are also um, right now um, looking at other locations that would be closer to the Strip. Right. COVID actually um, shut us down from the Strip and we had to reinvent. And what we did is we pulled it away from the Strip to a huge venue out, off of a stage where we could social distance. So nice. this place is brand new, gorgeous chandeliers, tons of space easy to keep clean, and so that is what's working for us right now. But in the next 30 days, we will have a a secondary location that is closer to the Strip that um, they can get right to us, yeah, if they're staying on the Strip. Because we do have um, some locals that like to come, too. Sounds great. We're going to do that. So let's tell people how to get a hold of you. What's the website, Tariq? There is. The website is showgirlbootcamp.com. And then the email is showgirlbootcamp at gmail.com. That's easy to remember. And a phone number. And the phone number is 775-338-6761. And you can ask for Stacy. I'm the first contact for anybody calling in. And you can text that all the information that you might want. We can text it also. Sounds terrific. Miss Dinget <laughs> and Stacy Walbine. Thank you so much for being with us, and we're going to go out to hit Showgirl Boot Camp, and I hope to come out and meet you in person. Thank you so much for being with us. That's Thank fantastic. you so much. Thank you. What if every dollar you invested into your training program turned into $30 of revenue? What if your learning program was so engaging that your employees looked forward to annual trainings? And what if you could monitor the success and effectiveness of your curriculum with quantifiable metrics? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. E-learning has made each of these scenarios possible, utilizing tools such as virtual and augmented reality, simulations, and online instructor-led training provides a safe environment for employees to learn at their own pace. Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Here at Epsilon XR, we have 50 years of experience in creating powerful and effective training programs. We combine proven training methods with cutting-edge technology to create immersive training experiences. Are you ready to take your training program to the next level? Go to training.epsilonxr.com. Training.epsilonxr.com. 
This is a time-sensitive message from the Back Pain Relief Hotline. Millions of people across the nation are suffering from back pain. Are you? Are you on Medicare? Is it hard to walk, to bend over, or even do simple things? Well, we have great news. If you're on Medicare, you could qualify to receive a pain-relieving back brace. We'll handle all the Medicare paperwork if you qualify and ship your new back brace right to your door. Make sure you have your Medicare card ready and please call us right now and get all the details. It only takes a few minutes. Imagine doing everything you used to do before your back pain. With your Medicare card ready, call the Back Pain Relief Hotline today. Call now. 800-419-1964. 800-419-1964. That's 800-419-1964. Paid for by the Health Alert Hotline. Okay, Sean, we need to talk about our training budget. We're spending almost $1,500 per employee each year. What's the plan? Well, ma'am, 42% of companies are saying that e-learning has led to an increase in revenue. What does that do about the travel expense? E-learning allows employees to learn wherever they are. Then we need to consider the time away from production. I heard that e-learning takes up to 60% less employee time than traditional classroom training. Perfect. Let's find a curriculum company, a development company, a learning management software company. Actually, Epsilon XR specializes in end-to-end learning solutions with tools such as instructor-led training, online classrooms, simulations, virtual and augmented reality, and curriculum development. Get Epsilon XR on the phone. Epsilon XR creates immersive learning environments that engage with your learner, resulting in improved information retention, which leads to better performance and ultimately an increase in revenue. Learn more at elearning.epsilonxr.com. 